0: Hello, and welcome back to the Everyday Trader Podcast. My name is Meg, and I am a dog trainer. On today's episode, I'm joined by my four lovely shadow students. So we're going to talk all about their experience in the program and also what brought them here. So you know the drill. Grab yourself a tasty drink and meet us back here. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, I'll sit back in the chair. All right, let's, uh, let's start with a few introductions of you all. So you're the chatty right. one. You're the designated talker of the group.
1: So give us a little intro, name, where you're from. Uh, my name's Claire Daggy, and I'm from <laughs> Florida. But I live in San Diego, so I'm kind of all over the place.
0: okay. You flew out here from San
3: Diego, though. Yeah, it was That's pretty it. cool. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Quinn. <laughs> My name is Shay, and I am from Texas.
4: Nice. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm Bailey, and I'm from Oregon, but I live in Florida. I'm Brittany, and I'm
2: from the Bay Area.
4: So we have three California people, right? Yeah. Yeah
0: which I think is crazy and pretty cool because you guys literally flew across the country to come here. So I'm obviously very appreciative of that. And to kick it off, I want to kind of talk a little bit about this program and then we'll get into what brought each of you out here and kind of your experience with everything. Cool cool uh we also have to mention that we have tasty drinks so what bailey was bartender what did you make for
4: us um bailey sunrises
0: (laughs) i love it i love it what is a bailey sunrise a
4: little bit of tequila pineapple juice grenadine ice
0: (laughs) that's cute is that like your party trick um, do you have a drink named after you? No, this I just, yeah. just yeah. today.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: okay, nice. So they all came out here to Orlando to do a two week shadow program and essentially what that looks like is I got an Airbnb at a cute little property, and we are full operation. So all of the dogs that we typically have, board and trains, our daily training lessons, they got to kind of help us out with and witness how we run these dogs through a program. So when I was designing this shadow program, I really wanted to shape it around like what I wish I had when I was kind of in your guys's position you're either a new dog trainer or you're interested in learning more about dog training and the the world of dog training is very intimidating yeah wouldn't you say (laughs) it's super intimidating and I remember like when I first Started, I was looking into, like, okay, what sort of schools can I go to? Who can I learn from? Some of them wouldn't even allow, like, women. You
1: have to have, yeah.
0: Which is crazy. And you have to have, like, all of this experience and
1: hold the microphone closer to your face. Yeah, you have to have, have, like, (laughs) like, there's one college I looked into. You have to have 200 hours of dog training professionally before you can sign up. Yeah. And it's like the one that all the professional dog trainers have. And I'm like, well, how can I get this certification if I'm just starting off? Yes. And how am I supposed to get those $200 hours? And it's like, no one's going to hire me if I have no experience. It was very difficult.
0: It's very intimidating. It's very intimidating, <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, a lot of the people who are running the programs are, like, kind of scary men, you know? And it's... I think the the world of dog training is kind of, like, run by these people. And I really wanted to kind of be... Uh Like a fun place where everybody could learn about dog training and learn the very transparent side of like running the business because it's easy to go to a seminar and somebody just stand there and be like, okay, you know, here's a dog and here's how we do the things like now the dog is fixed, but you don't know like the day to day. So that was something that I wanted to really be transparent about in the this program so yeah we got a really cool airbnb for two weeks and essentially what we did is we just loaded up all of our training dogs and brought them over to the house and walked you guys through how we work those dogs so it's two weeks you got to see the progress of the dogs of like when they first came in versus the end of the program so let's kind of touch on that first what are the the biggest things that you guys learned about as far as like the dog training side of things go and getting to watch a dog progress through the program
4: I learned that the small things matter. It's things you probably don't even think about when you're at home with your dog every day, but it's important.
0: Yeah. Like what? Give us some examples.
4: I don't know, just the yeah. just the small times that they don't listen to you and you're just like, "Ugh, whatever. Like I'm too tired to deal with this," but you need to deal with it if you have bigger goals. You need to remember the bigger picture, what you want for your dog, what you want. For your future if you're working for a certain thing even just with your own personal dog or with multiple dogs it's important
0: yeah and bailey let's talk about your background a little bit which i think is pretty cool (laughs) because when you first came in here you're like i don't know why i'm here Just because you didn't have the, like, traditional experience, like, training dogs, but I do think your experience is incredibly valuable, and so many people are, like, in the same position as you.
1: She also put herself down, like, she kept saying, like, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm doing, but, like, all of us looking at her, we were like, wow, she's gonna be a great dog trainer. Because
4: she has this experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like.
0: Yeah, talk about it. Tell us.
4: Well, that was nice. But <laughs> thank you. Um, well, I work at the animal shelter. I started off as a volunteer. So. I see a lot of things every single day. You see a dog first come into the shelter that either shut down and it takes a long time for them to acclimate, or you see a dog who came into the shelter fine and then they just deteriorate and it's probably one of the worst things. Then you also see people surrendering their dogs because they pull on the leash, just multiple reasons, like bites and stuff. Lots of bite dogs come in and it's just like, hmm, I wonder if I was a fly on the wall in that situation, like, could it have been stopped? Could it have been helped? So... I just kind of want to be the person that's able to help these people and keep dogs out of the shelter. (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I think a lot of people who get into dog training are in the same position as you. You know, like, trained dogs don't end up in shelters. And that's kind of, like, why we do balanced training is because we are able to work through some more, like, severe behavioral issues that, you know, some other things might not solve. I also want to talk about your dogs, too, because I think that's very relatable, right? So like let's get into the story of your dogs and how you got them.
4: So like the whole story?
2: <laughs> yeah, the whole story.
4: Okay, so I have a reactive shepherd, and one time I was walking him down the street, and this other dog comes barreling towards us, and most dogs will run away when he starts reacting because they get scared. He has that big shepherd bark, but this dog just decided he didn't care, so he kept running towards us, and they got into a fight. It was a whole thing. I was rolling on the ground. Um <laughs> fast forward three months later, we still couldn't find his owners. So we decided to keep him. They were fine for about two years and they started fighting again. So they are still separate. My goal is to get them back together, which I really hope I can do because I see a lot of people getting rid of their dogs for that reason. And they're going to a lot of trainers that say like, oh, you should put the dogs down and all this stuff. But I want to be that person that could be like, hey, maybe we can work through this. So Yeah, and the other dog, he's extremely fearful, so he'll also teach me a lot. Every day is a learning experience. (laughs) That's what I'm learning. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and what
0: have you learned with them so far?
4: I think I've just learned we have to work together to get through these problems because Khalifa, he responded really well to everything, and it's almost like he doesn't have any problems. I know he still does, and we have a lot to go through, but I'm just amazed at how well he's done. So, and then Tyson, he has a lot of struggles, but most of it is fear. So then I have to show him that confidence. And one thing I have learned is that they have a lot of my worst traits. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, we have to get through that together. Like I definitely cried, but it's, we got through it together. We went down the stairs, we walked past the dogs and everybody was okay. So it's just, when did
1: you cry? She came out and told us how great of a dog trainer she was. Yeah. why? Because <laughs> she was frustrated that... Can yeah. I tell her? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, made well you, made comment, <laughs> you made a comment. You said that the dog has never been told what to do or something mm-hmm. like that. So she kind of took it more personal, like, I'm doing a bad job at raising my dog, when in reality, she's going to be a great dog trainer. And it's just the dog overcoming its fears. Like, stares might not be a big deal for us, but for them, it's like what the heck so she was getting very frustrated but to him it was like a big fear that was being overcome i told her take small victories like some big. yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. so yeah. tyson she brought him upstairs and he didn't want to come back down <laughs> like at all no you know luring no treats no nothing and how did you end up getting him down
4: Um, we used leash pressure, what we've been working on uh, these entire two weeks pretty much. But with the other dogs, it was just walking on the leash outside. And if they get in front of you, you give them a little bit of pressure. And when they turn around, you let it go. But for him, it was, it's the opposite, a little bit extended. (laughs) (laughs) But he eventually came down. And I don't know. I think that's so awesome for him. It's such a small thing, but. We learned a lot in that moment and they
1: are big moments for dogs but small victories for us. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you are going to be a very good dog trainer. <laughs> you are.
4: I you hope so. <laughs>
0: All right, Claire. You're on the hot seat. Tell us about kind of your experience. So you have your own dog training business and you're kind of in the beginning stages of that. Tell us about
1: that. Um, I've mainly been working with puppies. Um, trying to build a structure on how to let them thrive in a household, kind of depending on whatever that household looks like, if they have kids or if it's just a single family, and letting families know, like, this is what you need to put into their lifestyle so that you guys can live efficiently together. Um, I live in San Diego, so a lot of people want their dogs to be free roaming, free leash, kind of do their own thing. So I've had a very big struggle on teaching owners on how to create structure and boundaries with their puppies, especially because they're super cute and you want to you know, treat them like a baby and you don't want to give them hard disciplines to teach. But that's kind of been my biggest lesson with owners. is like, They're cute, but as they grow older, whatever you allow to happen right now is going to continue as they grow older.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And how long have you been doing this for?
1: uh, Two and a half years. Nice.
0: What's like the biggest piece of advice that you have for owners?
1: Consider the genetics of the breed that you want before you bring them home. If you want a working dog, but you have a household that's more of a family matter like you guys don't really do working dog things and you want like a golden retriever <laughs> <laughs> get a <them> mountain exactly <laughs> just consider like there's very trendy dogs going on around right now but you really have to consider like is this going to fit into my household and my lifestyle and it, am i going to be able to maintain what this dog needs too?
0: yeah i love that and what was one of your goals with coming here
1: To be more confident in my dog training. Okay.
0: I'm going to adjust your microphone again.
1: (laughs) To be more confident in my dog training and understand the steps forward into, because I went to a college, a dog training college, but they didn't tell me afterwards what I could do after I got my certification. So it was like, okay, I'm certified. Now what? (laughs) Like, now what? And... Viewing all the dog trainers on Instagram and stuff, it was like, okay, everyone's got it down. It's so easy for everyone, and I can't do it. So coming here, it's like, okay, my goals are attainable. I just have to put the discipline and follow through. Yeah. And what are your goals? To help more dog owners understand their dogs. So there's not so much dogs in the shelter. Like, I want dogs... Even if you have a problematic dog per se, I want you to understand why that dog is problematic and maybe meet them in the middle and have a lifestyle where you guys can balance out and thrive together. So.
0: I love that. <laughs> that was <is> so good. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> I love that. Shay. Yes. Tell us a bit of your background.
3: So I... Got my first puppy when I was 17 um, with the intentions of training her to be my service dog. Didn't really know what I was doing, but ultimately it worked out. Um, And now I have Finley. I don't know if you can see her in the camera, but she's laying right over there. The
0: golden retriever angel baby. (laughs) We
3: love her. But so in training her and, you know... Going through the whole two-year process until she was fully trained, I really fell in love with it. And my ultimate goal is to eventually be in service dog training and help owners who are going through owner training with that whole process because I never went to a trainer. I, I couldn't find one that was really helpful for me, but I know there's a lot of people that definitely struggle with owner training and struggle with all those kinds of things. And so I want to be able to help people You know, if I can help someone have a dog that's helped me even a fifth of how much Finley's helped me, um, I I would be extremely happy with that.
0: Yeah. And walk us through that process, too, because I don't think very many people know, you know, like just how much work goes into training your own service dog or that you even can.
3: Yeah. So the ADA allows for people to own or train their own service dogs. And so it really starts from the moment you get them. So I got Finley, she was nine weeks, and it was like the day after training started for her. It's, it's a lot of work. Obviously, you have to raise a dog that, you know, you have to socialize them a lot, and they're going to be put in a lot of weird different situations, um, and they have to be ready to, to kind of handle that. And then there's task training there's different tasks these dogs can learn to help mitigate different disabilities. Um, and so you have to do public access training where you're taking them into places, both pet friendly and not pet friendly and have them, you know, behave and yeah. So do it's their job. Do their job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, typically for most dogs, it's a two year process. That's definitely how long it took until I, really considered thinly fully trained. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot.
0: Yeah, and what's something that you wish like you would have known when you were first starting that process?
3: I wish that and this is just me, I wish I had been able to like tell myself back then it works out because there is um, you know, not every dog is cut out for service work. Um it is a very demanding job. And, you know, they get put in a lot of weird situations where they're expected to behave really well and, and task and work. And um, and so I wish I was able to go back and tell myself what like my 17 year old self when I just got her like, hey, it works out. Like because there was a lot of moments where I got frustrated. I considered pulling her from service work. I was like, she's not going to make it. And now she's
0: she's so good she's so a good nice girl. yeah <laughs> so
3: like yeah like it it does work out as scary as the whole process can be
0: yeah yeah and I think that's something that like I see with a lot of our pet owners also is. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So they get really frustrated with the little things. And I'm like, you're, it's going to be over with in the, no so, time.
3: Yeah.
1: There's yeah. <laughs> on the small victories. Cause it all pays off.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and like it, it, the change doesn't happen overnight. You know, you're, you have to go through that like sticky stage. That's what I always tell people. You're in this sticky stage where you're working through either like behavioral issues or like complex training. Like you're going to get into that. So I think that's very helpful and relatable. And what was one of your goals
3: that you could take away from this program? Just, you know, learning how to do it. I think that was like a big mystery to me is I'd see people, you know, like training dogs and running boarding trains. And it was just like I had no clue how any of that actually looked. And then also like all of the business side of it was super daunting to me. And so I'd definitely like have somebody fully explain it to me. I I can read about it as much as I want online, but unless someone's like, this is a good example, like it's not going to stick for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's something that when I was first starting off too, I remember asking trainers like, how long is the dog in the crate for like in between training sessions, you know? And like, nobody would tell you anything. It was all very like, secret and behind closed doors. And I'm like, it, it's such a simple question, you know, like, I just want to know how you're structuring your day. Uh, so I think a lot of people are, you know, feel the same way, especially when you first start off as a trainer, you're like, how do I do this? How many sessions a day do I do? How do I communicate with clients? How are we teaching things? All that sort of stuff. Yeah. All right. Pass, pass the mic. Brittany, you're up what's the question <laughs> okay so let's talk a little bit about your background so you're also a new dog trainer and you're kind of like in the process of getting your own thing going right yeah let's talk about your experience as a trainer because you've worked for other trainers before correct yes can we talk about that
2: um yeah <laughs> <laughs> so <if you> <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about um, the type of training that you have experience with.
2: Um, It was mostly positive, but it kind of transitioned to, like, balance training.
0: And how long did you do that for?
2: Um, I was there for a little bit over two years.
0: You're, like, pretty experienced. I could tell, like, as soon as I saw your leash handling skills, I was like, you worked for somebody. (laughs) She doesn't
1: let dogs mess around with I know. I saw, like, a
3: a leash pop one time, and I was like, yeah. I caught it on video. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You also have a Rottweiler. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't let dogs bully you.
2: No, because she's, like... You know, pushy. Go, yeah, she's, she could be pushy.
0: Yeah. So what was one of your goals with doing this? Like, why did you want to do this program?
2: Um, mostly like to gain confidence and to see how like you structure the training business.
0: Okay. And where were you at before this? Like, what were some of the areas that you were like, I don't really know how to do this because you're like a good dog trainer. You know, the things.
2: Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to condition a dog to e-collar. Okay. that kind of stuff
0: yeah that was actually one thing that kind of surprised me about all of you is none of you had any e-color experience which is cool i mm. like that but i didn't expect it
3: you know Shay did I, yeah. I i had used it briefly but i don't think i used it very well so i had, I had stopped for a while
0: but. okay and how has like has your perspective changed at all as far as like e-color and stuff like that
1: as someone who's never used the e-collar, I can feel like I'm confident in using. I would use it on my personal dog now. Were you open to it before? I wasn't really well informed on what it was, and when I had my personal dog use it on the other trainer, it was more like of a. It was a different sensation. I don't think it was an e-collar. What was it? I don't know. It made a sound whenever you would admit it. It was like a ringing sound.
0: Like just a tone.
1: Yeah. Okay. Side dogs out. So that was my impression on what an e-collar was. Okay. And when you used it, I was like, okay, this is totally different. This is, like, not a big deal. I could use this even on my older dog who's kind of anxious. And when I go home, I'm going to get it for him. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, love I love that. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, like, converted you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, my dog. Color. <laughs> nice. It just allows for super clear communication, yeah. and like people don't get that. Like, don't you see the difference in the dogs? Seeing
1: it in person, it's definitely a big difference because you don't even have to go that high up. It can be one, two, and the dog's like, okay, I don't want to mess around. And <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't, yeah. It's just a sensation. Yeah, it's just reminding them, like, oh, okay, I got to do this. Yeah,
0: and it's very clear, like, on and off. That's kind of what I, you know, talk to people about. I'm like, with a leash, it's very, like, you have to have a lot of hands-on skill to be really timely with a leash, but with e-collar, it's so much easier because it's, like, a button on and a button off. Like, you let go of the button to turn it off, so it's easy to be like, okay, pressure is off immediately, whereas leash is kind of like, it's, it's a little more blurry of a line for dogs and owners too. So how I kind of structure my training is we teach everything on leash first. So we use like higher value food rewards to reinforce behaviors that we want to see more of leash guidance to guide the dogs into positions or, you know, to into that like follower state of mind. And then once we have a dog who understands leash pressure and how to give into it and what we're asking of the situation, then we layer e-collar on top of that. So you guys got to see the full process of us getting newer dogs in. I think we had them for like a couple days before you guys got here, but you know, getting new dogs in that really don't know a whole lot. And, you know, layering all of these things on so that now they know the expectations, they know what the e collar is, they know how to turn it off, and we're able to use it to help them kind of like navigate behavioral issues.
1: I will say... I don't want to boast, but Bailey was really good today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's been the e-collar training or what, but I was You've very... done a good
0: job. Yeah. Bailey yeah. mm-hmm. the dog. Me. <laughs> you did a good job. Let's be real. Bailey was your dog. But
1: I think after he understood that we were going to be firm on the e-collar, we weren't just going to let him bark when he wanted to and put the e-collar whenever we wanted to. Like, you we were firm on that. Okay. Was... Let's
0: talk about this because you were hesitant to do that at first not like i don't want to say hesitant but just you didn't have the experience to do it at first so i know i like shocked you a little bit
1: well because i got a very tough dog yes so i feel like i was un i was uncomfortable putting it to a higher level because it was my first time using it yeah and i had tested him out to his working level but i was like we were in a situation where it needed to be higher and i was like Okay, this is not my dog but he needs this kind of correction. So, but even when we did that it was once or twice and then he was like he understood.
0: Yeah, but I think that's super valuable because people will be like my dog keeps doing this, you know, and they're e-collar trained and they get hung up on those like lower levels because they're like okay, we found his working level at this or like the working level is the lowest level that the dog feels it at, but that changes depending on so many factors you know so bailey is a dog that we have for a board and train and basically he's with us for kind of a refresher i trained him when he was younger so he has like all of the foundational stuff but he's just a very very pushy dog and so he started resource guarding things in the house And so his owner was like, I don't know what to do. You know, like he's starting to kind of come at us over things and you got to work with him a lot and kind of see that like pushy behavior and, and the value of being really firm with him. So we were out at, um, like downtown winter park. It was super busy. We're doing an outing and I intentionally, choose a place like that because it's so busy. It doesn't allow the dogs to fixate on any one person or any one dog. So it's a good way to socialize a dog without them. Like, you know, uh, yeah. Hyper focus, hyper focusing and like staring at another dog and reacting, you know, there's just like so much. So it was a super busy place and Bailey was really pushing your boundaries. Right. He was dragging you. He was barking like literally the entire time. He's just like an anxious dog with like a lot of big feelings and he was he was giving you a hard time so she was hanging out around like lower levels and i grabbed the e-collar and i dialed up now i know him and i've trained him before so i know that like he needs those higher levels and needs like a firm correction to be like hey you got to knock it off like i you know we cannot do this you cannot be screaming in public like this basically and it only
1: took like once or twice to
0: correct him it only takes once or twice yeah, yeah. so That's kind of the thing is I would rather correct a dog one time at a higher level than be nagging them constantly at those lower levels. And that's something that so many of our owners get hung up on is they're, they're scared to dial up, but I'm like, listen, the dog tells you what level is working. You know, like we were trying lower levels with Bailey and he was just like blowing it off. Like it just was not doing what it needed to do. So we dial up, we correct him.
1: Yeah. Like I said the other day, I'd rather be uncomfortable personally and make a difference in the dog. Like, I don't want to do this, but I know it's going to help the dog. And it only be once or twice. And then I know, you know, it's like, they're not going to constantly do that if it's that kind of situation.
0: Yeah. And too with Bailey, like his owners are very much on the verge of like rehoming him, you know? And that was one of the things that I said to you of like, look, I'll be the bad guy. I'll correct him because if I don't, if I don't do it, yeah, his best chance, his best chance is for somebody to be firm with him. And like, I am that person for so many dogs, you know, but it's a tough place. It's a tough place to be in
1: he was on place he didn't whine we did walking drills he didn't whine like he was engaged and i didn't have a collar on him like he kind of already picked up what we were doing
0: yeah he did really good today nice (laughs) (laughs) we're proud of bailey (laughs) so what were some of the other things that you guys kind of learned like watching the dogs progress through our program
4: I think the importance of consistency, and I think that's a really hard thing. Like, you could send a dog to a board and train, and then they could come back home. But if you're not going to keep up with those things, then it's not going to matter. Because even the dogs that we were seeing every single day, if we didn't say, like, hey, get back on your place, like, place, place, keep then- <laughs> going back to place, yes. Then they just learn to blow us off and be like, hmm, whatever. And we're supposed to be the people training them and getting ready for <laughs> And uh, for them to go back home and if their family is just like whatever with them too, then there's not going to be a difference and they could be rehomed or whatever the situation is. And so it's just like you have to be consistent. It's hard, but you have to do it.
0: The dogs were kind of bullying you in the beginning. (laughs)
1: Because
4: it's easy to bully me.
3: (laughs) No, but they don't bully you anymore. <laughs> she closes her, t- her treat pouch tight. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the dogs will rob Bailey's treat pouch. <laughs> my dogs. My dogs bully you still.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah, they they were definitely bullying you at first, but you learned very quickly and your handling skills improved so much, you know, over these 2 weeks. Like seeing you from the beginning where you're like tangled up in a leash <laughs> you know and then you're doing walking drills with Gretchen and like feeding her with your left hand and like it was so cool it was so cool to watch
4: well I'm glad I mean that's why I came I knew I would probably be like the underdog but it also helped that everyone was super nice like everyone in the room not even on the camera but everyone was super nice. It was just an awesome experience, and it's my first step, but I think it was a good first step. <laughs> so I'm excited.
1: I wish my first step was
2: like this. <laughs> yeah?
0: Okay, so let's get into that. Let's let's get into how you guys feel about this. And I also want to talk about like how you felt at the
1: beginning versus how you feel now. In the beginning, well, personally speaking, I was very late. You know, going into a house full of girls, I was like, I didn't know if they were going to accept me or anything, but I've been very happy. You like, were very what? Like, I was like, not sure if people were going to like me coming in, because I was the last one. And I was like, nobody really knows me, and we're going to be starting the next day. And, like, I thought
2: really? Like, yeah. Aww. She but thought she missed
1: that. But it's been mm. very welcoming, not just with the girls at the house, but you guys as well. I feel like it's been... My mom calls me every day, she's like, is there drama? And I'm like, there's no drama. We all get along, and I feel like in this industry, it's like being a dog trainer, you can feel super alone, like in your head, like, oh my God, this is so complicated. But like, I feel like now you guys are my new friends. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) like I just, I feel very welcomed by not just them, but you guys as well. It's been a very very grateful experience. I'm gonna cry <laughs> I just you know because you never expect like we're all strangers so you don't know if we're gonna get along but I feel like we all have our differences but we also s- like have this similar like passion yeah so we all get along
0: definitely <laughs> definitely what was the question <laughs> I, was just, I was gonna ask how do you feel like how do you feel about the program and coming here and like how did you feel coming into it
3: yeah, I mean, I was super nervous at first. You know, I didn't really know what exactly to expect. And now I'm just excited to, to start what's next. I mean, I was a little nervous coming here that I'd get here and be like, oh, crap, this isn't actually what I want to <laughs> be doing. But I, I definitely, after this, am, like, excited to take the next step. And I'm glad that I made that scary decision to come. Because for me traveling out by myself is a big thing and so um i'm just i'm super super excited for what's next
2: good
0: i haven't scared anybody too much
2: <laughs>
1: no i think if anything it's given us it's given us the confidence to continue yeah. forward
4: good yeah.
1: that's what i want <laughs> yeah
4: i was super nervous i almost emailed tori and was like hey something came up <laughs> But I decided to come, and at first I wasn't even going to bring my dogs because that was also, like, you see all these people on social media and you're like, oh, their dogs are perfect, and, like, my dogs are not perfect, but then I ended up bringing my dogs, and it was a lot better than I expected, and just the whole process was a lot better. My first day, I looked like I never touched a dog before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but eventually that got a little better too. And I guess it's because I come from a place like where we don't really tell the dogs what to do. Like when they get outside, it's literally just so they can go potty and play and enjoy the sun. But so training dogs is a completely different thing, but I have to kind of learn to find that balance. And so, yeah, it's cool. I'm really excited. Good.
2: Brittany. So when I first came, i kind of like, didn't really know what to expect. (laughs) It was kind of just quiet. But then we got more comfortable, like pretty soon, I would say. Yeah, you guys went and got tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. On the first weekend, yeah. yeah. First free day.
1: <laughs> to remember this, this is a, a memorable moment. I love that. Like, there's
0: literally nothing <laughs> I love more than impulsive tattoos. Yeah. So was. Fact, <laughs> the fact that you guys did that, I was like, oh my gosh. You should have like, invited me. I know, I would have gotten tattoos with you. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, So were you guys kind of like nervous coming here? You didn't really know what to expect. How has has it lived up to your expectations?
1: Well, coming here with nothing like in mind of what we were going to do, I'm pretty proud of the confidence I have now in training dogs. Like it's just told me in my mind, I might tell myself, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. But in reality, I do know what I'm doing. You do know what you're doing. Yes. My passion is dogs reading dogs body language and helping communicate that so it's like I just need to stand firm in this because I know this stuff and I just need to follow through and continue
0: yeah and I think so many people are in that same position and that's something that I talk to my trainers a lot about is I'm like you know so much more than you're
1: giving yourself credit for it's very intimidating to putting yourself out there and like reaching out to people and offering help and stuff and a lot of clients won't want the help too so you get rejected a lot of the times but it's like if you believe in your passion you you stand firm you're gonna get somewhere
0: yeah yeah and what's next steps for everyone
1: i have to go first again (laughs) (laughs) always (laughs) (laughs) um for me it would be having like signing up for an LLC and insurance and promoting my business more to the market that I want to work for and the dogs that I want to train to thrive in their households. I want to reach out to my niche clients.
0: Yeah. That's my and what's that like ideal client for you?
1: Realistically it'd be like Owners who are kind of close to giving up their dogs because they haven't really seeked help. Maybe they got the breed because they thought it was cute and now they're stuck. The dog's running the household. Yeah. Like, I want to help those people and be like, we can put boundaries and structures and you guys can actually live together and be happy. Yeah. That's kind of my goal. I love that. <laughs> You're up. <laughs>
2: what was the
0: question? <laughs> <laughs> what are next steps for you?
3: Um, next steps for me are probably um, trying to get clients, getting all the businessy stuff set up, and um, learning about how to train some of the uh, like service dog task work that I'm not as well versed in. So yeah, I wish I could help you there, but I no leave. yeah you're
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody's like service dogs, I'm like. Shh oh yeah i can. i can talk about service it's, a lot. Like, it's, it's a, a lot it's a whole, whole like little branch of dog training yeah
4: for sure bailey what's next for you uh, i mean i have a long road ahead of me because <laughs> my main goal is to work with the more behavioral dogs but um i think for right now i'll just take foster's home from the shelter um And just reach out to people. I was even telling Claire, I was like, I'm just going to put flyers around my neighborhood because I know there's dogs that live there, but nobody wants to walk them because they literally can't. So even if I could help them, like just getting their dog outside, that'd be awesome. So I'm just going to start really small, not bite off more than I could chew, but just keep moving forward. That's That's my goal.
0: (laughs) That is a so, big step.
4: Yeah. to
0: walk their dogs. This and, <laughs> girl.
1: This girl. Because <laughs> I, I know plenty of owners who just let their dogs out in the backyard, and it's like, oh, yeah, I let my dog out. So for her to convince owners, like, hey, you should maybe take your dog out to just exposure.
0: Yeah, teach know. them how to walk on a leash. So. That's like... That's how I started my business. You know, I started off as a dog walker. I was just walking dogs and I was like, wow, people's dogs are horrible. Like they're literally dragging me down the street. This is awful. And then it just kind of went from there. So you got to give yourself more credit. (laughs)
4: Like girl. You don't don't want your head to get too big. (laughs) Brittany, what are the next steps for you?
2: Um, I definitely want to get my llc started and do the insurance stuff get the business things going
0: yeah that was uh one of the things that i kind of walked you guys through is like how to set up a dog training business like kind of the legal things and it for, there's no resources out no. there yeah, for that to a
1: dog training college.
0: Yeah, yeah i know <laughs> and it's like great i know how to train a dog but like how do i make this like applicable. How do I like actually train people's dogs? And yeah, that's kind of my favorite side of things is like the business side. Obviously I like dog training, but you know, I think you guys have kind of seen like Dog training doesn't have to be complicated. Like we keep it super, super simple. Everything that we do is revolved around like what people are able to keep up with and what owners are capable of doing. And it's our job as the dog trainer to make it as simple as possible and to educate our clients as, you know, well as we can through not just in the way that we speak about the training, but you know, the other resources that we have. So like, we were talking about like the food guides and like the reports that we go over, like that was a lot of the stuff that we covered is like, all right, here's how you, you know, set up your business. But like also on the back end of things, here's all of the emails that we send our clients and the reports and the type of videos that we send. Because if you, like you can train a dog all day long, but if you can't you know, communicate to your client effectively and teach them the things like none of it it matters. Exactly. And I've met like the most skilled dog trainers who are struggling in their business because yes, they can train a dog really well, but they cannot communicate to owners. They cannot like relay their message at all. So that's like a big part of this that I wanted to you know, communicate to you guys is like, it's not just about training dogs. You know, the training part is very simple and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated where most people struggle in kind of like the stage that you guys are in is like, how do I set up an LLC? Like what, what legal things do I need? How, like, how do I take payments? You know, stuff like that. Um, so I think it's really important to be, you know, transparent for me as a business owner of like, Hey, I went through all of it. Like in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing and I had to spend all of this time, like researching all of that. So that was one of my goals for you guys to take away from this program is like, yes, the dog training is valuable, but you also see us like running out, taking phone calls and like pulling our laptops out, you know, like that's just as much a part of what it means to be a dog trainer as you know, the training dogs part of it. With that being said, um, what are kind of like your, I know we touched on, you know, like next step for you guys, but on one of the first days that we talked about business stuff, I had you guys write down each of like your goals and where you envisioned yourself in, you know, the next year or so. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I think that's also, you know, very relatable. And one thing that is really cool about like you guys and this group of people is like, you are all in different stages and you all have come from like different backgrounds of dog training. So what was, what was that like goal that you guys wrote on that piece of paper in the first week?
1: Well like I said before, I'd like to I'd like to help dog owners that are struggling and thinking of maybe putting their dogs up for adoption, kind of helping them communicate and understand why they're having those problems and maybe putting structure in to maybe give them a last chance and see if this'll work out because a lot of the times I feel like owners get the dog not considering the genetics and then they just let their dogs free roam and do whatever regardless if it's a family dog or a working dog and I want them to understand that it's what they're bred for and we have to put this in place for them to thrive
0: yeah you also talk a lot about kind of like nutrition stuff too
1: yeah I feel like
0: I think um, that is very um important in like who you are as a dog trainer you know you're not just looking at behavioral stuff you're also looking at nutrition because that does play a big role in it
1: yeah um i've seen a few times that dogs who are very agitated or very anxious it is because of their diet and it's something in their gut a lot of the gut microbiome relates to our brain so if they're aggressive or reactive, it could be because of their diet. But I've had two clients already where we've su- switched the diet and they're less anxious. Ugh.
0: So Love it. I know. I wish more people kind of knew how impactful that is. And I know, like, Hunter and I have talked about it. Like, we know dogs that are on shitty foods. Like, we know that you they're... Can tell just by looking. Them. You can tell just by looking at them, like how they act, like everything. When we'd switch all the dogs to farming, and we're like, no nope, we're not dealing with it. You're going and on and It's kind of
1: like the dogs trying to communicate that to you through their behavior. Yeah, yeah. Because if they're anxious or if they're scratching or if they're agitated or if you touch them in a certain area and they try to bite you, it's not because they're reactive, it could be because they're in pain.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So you want to, you know, like grow your business to help more people in that way, to help those kind of like last chance dogs or the people who are like really struggling with their behavioral dogs and look at the training as like a whole picture.
1: Yeah. I'd like to go into their home, see what a day in their life is like, see their diet as well, and just kind of see what kind of structures they have and help them kind of implement whatever works for them as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Shay, uh, I know we kind of talked about it already, but I know that like in your business, you want to really help like service dogs. You want to help coach people train their own service dogs.
3: Yeah. Like going, going into service dog training as a first time handler is super daunting. It's a lot. And so I want to be able to, you know, help people learn how to train some of that stuff. And like just the whole process from picking a breed to getting the puppy to raising the puppy and socializing it and then going through all this training. And I mean, it's it's a lot and it's really scary. And so I want to be able to help people through that.
0: Yeah. And how do you plan on structuring that? I know we were kind of like brainstorming a little bit. I was like, you could do raisin trains, like you can do lessons. What's your ideal way to reach that goal?
3: Probably like a mix of probably boarding trains and probably virtual lessons or in-person lessons. And then I would eventually like to have a raisin train dog that like I get as a puppy and eventually place with someone as a service dog. So yeah.
0: And Bailey, <laughs> you currently work at the shelter and one of your goals, you know, when we were talking about it that first week was to be able to, you know, help the people that are either, I guess, prevent the dogs from ending up in shelters, right? Like help the people with those more severe behavioral issues and also identify the dogs in the shelter that are safe for homes. Correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that because I think that that's super interesting and I didn't even know that was a thing, but it's like what a behaviorist is kind of like the current role that does that. So what do they do?
4: They pretty much just assess the dogs and it will be like, if they don't get along with dogs and it'll be like, okay, what, level are they at? Like, do they just not like dogs in their space? Are they outright reactive? Will they lunge and bite at the leash and try everything they can to get to them? So it's just kind of figuring out where they're at. But yeah, and then some dogs are deemed unadoptable, but then sometimes they get pulled by rescues. And so I'd like to eventually be that person that's able to train those dogs and help them live in a home, even if it's a highly managed home. Yeah. For right now, I just want to, you know, pull some fosters and help them become more adoptable just through the basic type of stuff. And I just want to show people that it's not that hard if you just, cause everybody, we all set up our life. We have a routine that we go through. We have a structure for ourselves, but then we forget about our dogs. We don't think like, oh, they need to be doing this, like going on walks, eating at this time, having times to just chill out. And so I want to tell people like, Hey, it's also important for them. Like, I know you like your time to Netflix and chill, but your dog also needs that. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, we all know this, but you just need someone to tell you. And so I, I would love to be that person to tell people those things. (laughs) And so, yeah, I think
0: that's such an important role, really. You know, that's an area that's really overlooked. I think, especially in pet dog training is, You know a lot of trainers are like i don't want to touch you know rescue dogs because they're difficult and it doesn't pay as well you know Mm -hmm. like it's easy to be a dog trainer for people with money and well-behaved dogs but it takes a lot to you know work
4: dogs through really difficult situations and behaviors so yeah that's a big deal and i think you're the perfect person to do that (laughs) Yeah, I I know I have to start off with the foo-foo dogs, but I hope not to stay with them forever. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And Brittany, I know you want to start your own business, but what does that look like for you?
2: Like helping owners live like a healthy lifestyle with their dogs. And what's a healthy lifestyle? Proper diet, exercise, stuff like that.
0: Okay, so just kind of like coaching owners through the the whole picture of what it means to be a dog owner and like how to better your dog.
2: Yeah. And like behavior wise too. Yeah.
0: Do you want to do more like behavioral mod or like personally, I love puppies Mm -hmm. because I really think that like my strength in dog training is creating really confident dogs. I used to kind of be like you guys where I was like, I like the really difficult dogs. And then I was like, (laughs) <laughs> it's definitely shifted because there's so much that we can do in puppyhood to prevent dogs from like having those behavioral yeah. issues yeah. later on. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like make all of these puppies super confident. Cause then they're not going to have behavioral issues, but is there like an ideal dog or like an ideal client that you really see yourself working with?
2: I kind of like the pushy dogs. You like the pushy dogs. That makes sense.
0: Yes. I think that would be a good fit for you for sure. For sure. So during this two weeks, I kind of, and this is going to sound horrible, but I kind of treated you guys like how I would treat dogs in a board (laughs) and (laughs) train. So in the beginning, I hiked you through some mud. (laughs) Yes. So yeah. in the beginning, <laughs> yeah, lots of mud and puddles. Uh, in the beginning of a board and train, I work the dogs. We do tons of walks. There's just something about a little bit of physical exhaustion. <laughs> I I have to say, I did not know how long that hike was going to be, but I did not know. I did not know how muddy it was going to be. So
2: we yeah, like took a wrong turn. We got a little lost. <laughs> we actually
0: did not. <laughs> Um, I just took you around an extra loop because I felt like you needed it. So, um, a little bit of tough love in the beginning. And I wanted to kind of like be a little harder on you guys in the beginning and ease up towards the end because it makes you nice and confident. So what are kind of your takeaways from that? How do you feel now that we're kind of like wrapping up the end of second week?
1: I kind of understand how you structure your day with dogs now like mm-hmm. you take them out and you have the active training and then the inactive training and I kind of understand how that structures in the dog's brain because you have to before you ask them to do all these kind of commands you gotta make sure that their needs know, are right fulfilled of, yeah they're needs are fulfilled they're exercised so for sure I kind of like seeing how you structured your day. That was kind of one of my biggest questions on like, how you do it when you have so many dogs, too. Yeah. So, it's actually been really nice having you guys because just like <laughs> imagine
0: <laughs> all the dogs that we have and like me and Hunter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Literally just yeah. me and Hunter. <laughs> we after, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of made me understand, like, put my mind into a dog's mind. Like, okay, how am I going to learn best?
0: Yeah. And also it's good for you guys too. like, I was thinking about it and I was like, if we did a seminar or something, it would be like, (laughs) I don't know, like we're, we're active and then we do nothing and then we're active again. And then we do nothing. And then we're yeah, because if you don't sit down, you'll lose your mind. You yeah. know? <laughs> like we were talking about like mine and Hunter's like 3 p.m. nap. Yeah. Where, like, 3 <laughs> Do you understand the 3 p.m. No, nap I though? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I think anytime I get a new trainer, that's the thing is like they come in, like even Allie, she's like cleaning the house and we're like, girl, you gotta sit down, like <laughs> you're gonna burn yourself out real quick. What? Like a couple days ago. You're like I need to go in the room. (laughs) I need to watch Netflix, and you like go and look. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like me and Hunter are like seasoned with that. We're like, don't do too much. (laughs) Everybody wants to come in and organize everything and deep clean the house. Like you're gonna burn yourself out. Yeah, it lasts a week, and then you're like, I'm tired. I haven't eaten anything. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how we do things, and. I don't know. I think it works out really nicely for like us and the dogs. I've like been with other trainers who are like on all day and then also have dogs that are on all day. And I'm like, I don't really think that's super helpful to the owners because owners aren't going to do a quarter of what we do with the dogs. You know, like, think about that. We're doing like a couple training sessions a day with them and at least a walk, you know, owners are not doing that much. So that downtime in between, I think is super important for like you guys and also for the dog. So that's how I structured this whole program is I was like, I'm just going to run them through a board (laughs) and (laughs) train. So I'm really glad that you guys are here and I am genuinely so proud of how far (laughs) you've progressed over the past two weeks. At first I was like, Oh, they're not going to talk to each other.
2: (laughs)
1: I love that. Can you guess what the group chat is? Can you guess
0: with the what the group chat is? It? Seventy-three on the E <laughs> Oh. no. Seventy-three on the E collar. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that one.
1: <laughs> We've gotten it close in a short amount of time. Like it feels longer than it actually was.
0: Yeah, and that is that's what I wanted from you guys. And I know kind of in the beginning, I talked about like, it's not just about me and like what you take away from me. Like this dog training community is very small and you guys are the peers, you know, like this is who is growing into the industry. So form those relationships. And I'm so, so, so proud of you guys. Like seeing how much you've grown over the two weeks, I'm so impressed and so happy that you guys decided to do this with me
1: you're not just saying that no i'm not i'm not at all like i've been talking i mean i do feel more confident like i do feel like i'm more confident than i came in here because i was like do i know what i'm doing but now working with you i'm like okay it's kind of the same thing that i've already been doing i just need to be
0: yeah but not even not even just confidence in dog training Like you just like as people, you know, this is a nerve wracking thing to come into. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't like it's not like I like gave you guys an itinerary or like a super set schedule of this is what we're going to do every day and this is what we're going to cover. So you're walking into it like pretty blind. yeah, Yeah. And that's a lot. Give yourself some credit (laughs) to like come here and become friends. And now like leave here with all of these goals and ambitions. Like this is why I did this, you know, and it's super fulfilling for me to be able to like see that and provide this for you guys. So thank you so much for being here. Uh-oh. Thank you for doing this.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say thank you for putting this all together. Because even though I didn't know what I was getting myself into, I was like, okay, well, I look up to you so highly. I was like, whatever she's got put together, it's gonna be worth it. Yeah, it's gonna pay off. Like I wasn't like, oh, is this gonna work? Like I was like, this, she knows what she's doing. I had full confidence in you, so I was like, <laughs> 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 I wasn't like,
4: okay. I wasn't like, if it was anyone else, would be like. Hey,
1: Itinerary, but like, you <laughs> did, I felt like you knew what we needed to do and like how we needed to structure the program. So I was like, okay, whatever she has planned, even if it's awkward. Like I was like, I'm still willing to put myself in that situation because I do look up to you. So I was like, she knows what I need. <laughs> so it was like, you know, it was worth it putting myself in an awkward position. So.
4: I really appreciate I don't know about
3: that. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the here. <laughs>
4: I agree. And I'm glad, it, no offense to the guys, but I'm glad it was all girls. <laughs>
0: because yeah, no, I, guys, no guys applied. I can't imagine why.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: But I think it was cool. It was like a girl power, confidence building. Like, we're all going to do these cool things. Even you guys, you're already doing the cool things. I mean, you guys are too. But like... <laughs> but you're like gonna go do your own thing and like you're doing your thing and it's just I don't know it was just so awesome to meet everybody and know that so many good people are in the space because it's really intimidating just seeing people you know on social media or just around you're like ooh, but it was good I loved it
3: (laughs) good I'm so glad
0: Well, thank you all again so much for being here. This was truly, like, genuinely one of the most fulfilling things I've done. And I'm kind of in a big shift in my business and... I'm kind of like a firm believer that everything happens at the time that it's supposed to happen and for a reason. And you come across the people that you need at the right time. And I genuinely believe that's why all of you guys are here. So that's what
3: I felt too. That's how I felt <laughs> coming here. Cause I've yeah. looked into other like people's shadow programs. And yeah, this was the first time where it was like, okay, I think I can do this. It was very welcoming.
0: Good. For sure. That's what I wanted. I didn't want it to be crazy intimidating. Sometimes I can be a, a little scary. People can be scared of me. So I tried to not be scary. That was like my biggest thing. I was like, Hunter, I, I think they're scared of
3: me.
1: Yeah, that's I <laughs> no, It's been very welcoming. It's I'm, I'm glad we all showed up. That's why I feel like we all came here for a reason.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Well, thank you guys so much for this. This has truly been like the best experience for me. I know that it's your experience, but it's honestly just as much for me as it is for you guys too, you know, like getting to see how much you've progressed and like grown over the two weeks is amazing. And I hope you all know that I'm always going to be in your corner. So whatever you guys do, like moving forward, I am right there with you and will help you in anything that you've got going on. Yeah you can't get rid of me you're stuck with
4: me now so (laughs) that's (laughs) That's That's what i was gonna say
0: (laughs) (laughs) you have my number that's a big deal i don't really like give that out so take advantage of it you know (laughs) all right guys thank you so much again this has truly been like the best experience ever and i'm so happy that i got to share it with you guys thank you thank you and thank you so much for
1: listening we will see you back here next week (laughs)
2: it's a good song (laughs) you
1: feeling your drink now (laughs)